right, we uh, continue our visit with our Badger and Satter. So, obviously, RJ, we always try to look through that gambling prism on everything we do here. And it's kind of stabilized now. There was when the initial line came out at 10, uh, everybody ran out and bought up uh, South Florida. Talk about the Badger South Florida line. South Florida. Uh, everyone originally bought up South Florida, and then it got down to like eight and a half. And then I think people are like, damn, Wisconsin's not even a double-digit favorite. Then it's kind of gone back, and I've seen it anywhere from – Nine and a half to even like 11, 11 and a half some places. So it's kind of gone back to where it started. Initially, we had, you know, when we first started doing the lines of the season, you know, two, three weeks ago, we had a couple of our handicappers on. People were liking the South Florida at that number. Um, and like I said, now it's kind of stabilized back to where it started. You and I were talking around the break. I mean, look, it's they bring back a decent team, but mm-hmm. then it's the question of, okay, bringing back a full roster on a you know, a conference USA team versus bringing back a Big Ten roster, how big a difference is that? Like, yeah, they bring some players back, but they're in a perceived lower-tiered conference than the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, last over the weekend, I just started scratching the surface on uh, South Florida, so I, I'm really not diving too deep right now to see where everything ranks, but uh, you're returning uh, your starting quarterback, who is a transfer from Alabama, um, you're returning a 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, behind him, a guy who rushed for 700 yards last year and is also a decent receiver out of the backfield. Uh, you're returning three of your top four receivers. That's uh, two wide receivers and a tight end. Um, haven't looked at the O-line yet. Haven't uh, been able to jump over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I think at first, yeah, I think that bi- that 10 points was Big Ten versus Conference USA or AAC, whatever, whichever it's conference. The American Athletic yeah. Conference. Say that um, I think that was probably the thing, and then uh, for for right away, and then now, yeah, I I mean, the Badgers weren't good at covering. They they haven't been in a few seasons. Um, they they get the wins, but they don't cover for you. I I guess with them being at home, uh, I'd maybe take USF to cover. They, but, uh, uh, like I said, I, I haven't looked at what their run defense was or anything like that. Last well, a couple year, so. interesting uh, observations. And again, this is a year removed and it's again, it's um, take, keep in mind, it's the American athletic conference versus the big 10. They did start seven and oh, last year yeah. did South Florida. Then they lost six in a row. Including they beat, their they beat Georgia game. Tech and Illinois. They beat there. Georgia Tech 49-38 and Illinois 25-19. Now, both those games were at home. Mm-hmm. They only they, they didn't play a road game till October last year. <laughs> so they had five. They, I don't know who they're bribing. They had five <laughs> straight home games and then a bye. But What are you paying a, a Power 5 school to come play you? Right. Kind of bizarre. So, but they started seven and zero, and you're right. They had two, you know, Power Five wins: Georgia Tech, Illinois. Now, both those teams were terrible last year, but they still beat them. Um, and so, but then they they get to what's the perceived? You know, Houston's a decent team. Cincinnati, obviously, South Florida destroyed them. Then they lost. So they lost six in a row to end the season. Yeah, a kind of the flip of uh, Nebraska there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they got a new offensive coordinator who averaged fifty-two points per game. In his first stop with uh, the Blazers as a Division Two, Valdosta State. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. How much? <laughs> I am, and I'm not I'm just giving you a little preview because there there are guys who have moved up the. I mean, Chip Kelly. He, I mean, he started at D two or D three and just moved his way up and uh, did well. And so did uh, 
uh, other Kelly over at Notre Dame. Um, he moved Brian. his way up. Yeah, uh, he got killed a guy actually. Put a kid up in a uh, boom crane in uh, fifty mile per hour wind. Right, that's aggressive. And uh, nothing ever happened to him. But hey, that's out there. Um, it's because his dad didn't work for ESPN. Yeah, probably. Uh, so <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I mean, know. It's got, like a dark turn. Offensive minds are Judas. out there that can translate over onto the uh, every other uh, level they go coach at. But I mean, yeah, that. It's kind of weird that you know you're returning a lot of people, right. and I guess if you do lose six straight, you well, here, here's something. the thing: I've never been and this show, and I don't. I think we pride ourselves on that, and there are shows that can that do it, and good for them. But we're not like the act. I mean, we do it, but we don't live on the breaking down the X's and O's. And this team had 240 rushing yards. And well, this defense is 180. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, just, I was gonna read them next. as Evo's gonna give us this, which we're, blows we up. Do that. Uh, Thank oh, God I said it first. Not all the time. Hey, no, guys, get it. I got all the stats. No, get a new stat. I got good stats. Though. No, I was just gonna say, <laughs> from the optics, how bad would it be if they, after seven and five last year? With all the expectations, how bad a look is it going to be? Would it be if they lose this game? It's as bad as losing to BYU last year. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, that's what it would be. BYU. Well, I guess BYU is not. I mean, they're an independent school. Yeah, uh, and they have. A, they, I mean, you, but still, that's that's what you're looking. Well, okay, at. what's Wisconsin's bread and butter though? Running the football, right? And here's the stats that we don't always do, but sometimes we do. <laughs> so they allowed 32 points per game, 447 yards per game, and it was on the ground where they really were suspect. They allowed 248 rushing yards per outing and more than five yards per rush. Yeah, I think no. I think JT's gonna eat. Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be halfway to 2,000 by the end of that game. That, I just wanted to bring <laughs> that one stat up because they get punished, right? And yeah, I, I guess running the it, football. Like like I said, I haven't gotten to the defensive side of the ball yet, and it'll be interesting to see how many of those guys are returning because. Uh, I mean, even if you give up almost what you said, two what? Two hundred forty-eight yeah. rushing yards per game. Two hundred and fifty a game, almost. I mean, that's got to be near bottom of the five yards NCAA. rushing per attempt. Two. That's a. That's how you keep a team on the field for a long time. Right? Your defense is gonna get tired. Well, I mean, don't they have to? I'm talking back to Wisconsin. I mean, to to make this season valid and to a race last year. I mean, they have to get to the Michigan game undefeated mm-hmm. and win or lose that Michigan game. Then when you get to the Ohio State in the next stretch, I mean, they they can't have more than one loss, right? I right. mean, and if you beat Michigan, then I think we really have something to talk about because then I think you have the potential to win two or three more games. Yeah. Um, but you, you certainly have to be 2-0 and heading into Michigan. And even if you lose to Michigan, I think you got to bounce back because you get North, both Northwestern and Michigan State at home. You know, you better be... Five and one when you go to Columbus, you know, in October. Yeah, at worst, I mean, you'd, you'd have to be that, and uh, you know, it. And we've talked about it before. The the real ones I see being a problem, and I mean, after a seven and five season, uh, you can't really go past all of them. But I mean, Michigan, uh, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State, and Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I think Purdue. Has a, has a shot at it, but I'll, I like Wisconsin's chances at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Iowa's at home. Uh, Northwestern, even though they've won 11 or 12 straight uh, West Division games. Isn't Michigan and Michigan State both at Camp Randall? Yes. Yeah, and but, Ohio State's on the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I still like a 9-3 and three record here. Um, what with, Vegas said it at Miller was it eight eight and, and a half? half. Yeah. yeah, I like a nine and three record with your losses being 
uh, Michigan, at Ohio State, and at Nebraska. And I only say at Nebraska because right now, I mean, that's one of the tougher places I've ever been to to watch or uh, a game where, I mean, we could not talk. Wow, as I hit the mic, we could not talk right now when uh, when the Badgers would be on offense. Well, I could not hear your voice from being one foot away from you. Well, That's the Nebraska the Nebraska gets. hype is just through the speaking of over under win totals, you know, at nine and a half for a team that started zero and six. I know they won four in and a row to end it, but I just I, I'm that, not even that talking about on is, field because right. I no, mean, I get those you. black just, shirts. That black shirt defense needs to show something before I'll give them right. really anything. Because uh, I mean, sure, you can put up all the points in the world, but if Wisconsin can stay on the field for over half the game, keep that high high powered high pace offense off the field, you're not going to be doing anything uh, against a lot of teams. So uh, they they need to be able to get in shootouts with teams to, to be able to win until we see that Blackshirt defense come back. And uh, I'm not sure Nebraska plays enough teams who want to run an up-tempo kind of offense to, to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be their big thing. They need to set the pace or else they're not going to be winning a lot of football games. Uh, Visit with our Badger instead of RJ. We'll say this. Not not that it's the end all, but uh, you're talking about magazines before with the Playboy used to be the the rankings for party schools and now it's just Princeton Review. Uh, I will say when I was a kid, RJ, and, and first get in the business, the Phil Steele uh, college football preview was probably my go-to I do, buy. I do like that one. Uh, it Athlon, is, Lindy's. Yeah, the Phil Stuhl well, one is incredible. Oh, I used to get um, all three of those every year. I just got it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, I got like, the digital. Some of them, they stopped publishing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think they still make it. I got the digital version of Phil Steele. He's got uh, Wisconsin gotta subscribe to that. third <laughs> in the Big Ten West. So, I mean, not, not that he's the end-all. But, but I think he does a pretty good well, job, by the way. He's got Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin. He's got Michigan, uh, of course, winning the East. So he's got the Badgers everybody finishing does. third. All because uh, and that's, of a new well, head coach. And everybody, I was going to say, everybody's basically, I have not seen more than I can count them on one hand predictions where it's not Michigan, Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, it chalk never works. In no. I mean, so the chances of it being Michigan, Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship game, to me, are pretty low just because not that I think they're not good teams, but because everybody everywhere is picking them. Yeah. And I, I, I do like, I saw some Nebraska fan respond to somebody when uh, they questioned the Nebraska winning the West. And he goes, as a head coach, Frost brings a tradition of winning. Didn't <laughs> he, they start 0 5? He had 0 6. 0 6. Well, he had what? One winning record at, uh, he put U- together UCF. two incredible years. And yeah. he's, he's, he's living on, and you know, Maybe he's that good, but I remember, you know, there were, you know, take any college, you know, power five guy who wowed people at mid-majors and PJ then got, Fleck. Exa- well, you could even, you know, he's rich- a jack yet. <laughs> there's a lot of coaches who dom. Gary Anderson was, Boom. you know, yeah. there's a lot of coaches who dominate mid-majors and they get to power five and it's a different story. Yeah. I'm not mean, saying he Frost- did okay here and then. Right. I'm not saying Frost won't do it, uh, but Oregon State. they're getting a lot. I mean, he's getting a ton of credit for. One and a half impressive years. Well, it's because he's yeah. got a championship ring. He does. People get caught up in it. Yep. <laughs> Believe the hype. Even though he made it himself. Yep. He's undefeated in meaningless <laughs> rings. Undefeated um, in making meaningless rings. Well, thank you, RJ. This is from the uh, Brewers Twitter. Here's the criteria for induction into the Brewers Walk of Honor. It's not meant 
Keyword there, it's not meant Listen up, Nelly. to be the Hall of Fame. It is thought to be a stroll through the history of the franchise and players and entities that help tell that history. It is not, again, <clears throat> meant to be the Hall of Fame. reason I bring this up, over the weekend, Trevor, and thank God I unplugged from Twitter to have to, to deal with this nonsense. Trevor Hoffman, J.J. Hardy, and Ricky Weeks got plaques on the uh, wall of honor over the weekend. That's and right. what what did I miss now? All he's right, so he's upset even, again. It wasn't even on Twitter. It was, um, I'm just trying to enjoy my weekend. I got my goddaughter Thank in God town. God, I don't talk to you guys anymore. I had my goddaughter in town Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm trying to do family time, you know. And uh, I get this text on Sunday from Nellie. It says simply this. I kind of want to nominate the Brewers for D-Bag of the Week. God. And I go... Why? What crawled up your ass? He goes, for their joke of a walk of fame inductees. None of those players had three good years as a brewer. Might as well induct Shaw into the walk of fame if he never plays again. And then I said, Nelson, I will not second your nomination. And I can't speak for Joe, but I doubt he, will, he won't either second your nomination. But you can bring it up if you like so we can make fun of you. Um, and again, if this was the Hall of Fame, Nelson, like or the Packers Ring of Honor... Uh, or at Wisconsin where they, you know, like last year they did the 100 years and they recognized some of the, I, I would get it. This is a walk of fame where you're 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 putting up. So this is like a second place trophy? Trophies that you hate? No, it's what? it's, it's celebrating the friend. If, if they were Hank Aaron good or Paul Molitor or Robin Young good, they would be in the Hall of Fame. These are players like. Harry Dalton, who was a GM, our, our former, uh, we used to do a show with Gorman Thomas. I don't think Gorman Thomas should be in the Brewer Hall of Fame. I think Gorman Thomas certainly plays a part of the Brewers' history. Teddy Higuera, uh, Jeff Jenkins, Harvey Keene. Those, these are the players. Jim Gantner we've had on the show several times. The, don't you think those players are part of the history of the Brewers' story? And you think Ricky Weeks and J.J. Hardy and Trevor Hoffman fit into those same categories? Ricky Weeks and J.J. Hardy, yes. Hoffman, I could see why you scratch your head a little bit just because he was here, what, two years? And, he and one of the year he got replaced. But there were so many special. How cool was it when he got hell's bells ringing and Hoffman comes running out? And you're like, this dude had a hell of a career, and he's still bringing it for that one year. I would for say For one year when he was 40. Why, why do you got to crap in these dudes' Cheerios? Ricky Weeks was the person where you could use the his ceiling is so high yeah well his whole career he played in the freaking basement get out of here ricky weeks had like one and a half good years jj hardy had like one and a half good years as a brewer so you're saying what that the brewer should be d-bag of the week for for mediocrity for celebrating mediocrity <laughs> seriously if if you look at this those same guys basically had almost the same career as Travis Shaw, if he never even plays again. So, he had two solid So years. Trevor Hoffman secured his 600th save. Unforgettable moment with the crew. By the way, the first player in the history yeah, of Hoffman the sport became, that's what I was getting to, to get 600 became the saves. first pitcher in Major League history to reach that milestone for the Brewers. And he doesn't deserve to be remembered as a nice, special moment in Brewers history. Walk of honor. It's like a second-place trophy. Um, makes no sense. Put put it on a poll. Do you have a do you have a problem with doing a walk of honor for the Brewers so, Center? Hey, the fact that someone did something that has never been done in the history of the majors while wearing a Milwaukee Brewers uniform shouldn't be acknowledged by the organization. It was acknowledged by the organization when he did it. 
I think it's absolutely nonsensical that you'd have a problem with it, but uh, I guess and some bizarre. Le- I mean, it's we we can. I predict the poll will be overwhelming. That no, you don't What's have. What's the problem. question you want me to ask you? I don't know. Do you, do you just have a problem with the Brewers Walk of Fame? And then in parentheses, it's not a Hall of Fame. So it, I mean, they do have a Hall of Fame, basically a, reti- a number retired. I mean, that's that's Paul Molitor. That's Robin Yount. That's Bob Euchre. That's Hank Aaron. I mean, those are all-time historic. Not in Milwaukee. There are better but- players than these three that played for the Brewers that aren't. You know, even there's on no, there. you know there's not like X amount of spaces available for this, right? Like you can you can have as many people as you want on it. Right. It's dumb. Um, I think it's so great. You know, don't you love the history of baseball? Sure. This don't is you a- like the history of the Milwaukee Brewers then? I don't see how those guys really fit into wait, it. Wait, 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 hang on. Well, the 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 Ebo said the Hoffman thing, even though it was only one year, it doesn't matter. You were he he set the all time mark for saves wearing a brewer uniform. No one's ever you done know. it before. If Aaron Rodgers What did Ricky ne- Weeks do besides hey, not no, live no, up no, to stay, potential? Stay on the topic if here. Aaron Rodgers never this played again. Yeah, but if the Aaron Rodgers never played again after two thousand ten if he got hurt or retired from the game, would Aaron Rodgers still not be a massively important part? Of the Packers' history for the three years that he started, he wouldn't be nearly as big. Well, of course not. But he would still. He won a Super Bowl. He won an MVP. If he had just these played, guys I, never won no freaking World Series. Well, I think to honor they struggled the, to be one time All Stars. Okay, and the other thing for Weeks and Hardy, they hadn't made the playoffs in twenty. You cannot say that Ricky Weeks and JJ Hardy were not a massive part. Of the 2018, which snapped a 20... You weren't even alive. Neither one of you guys were alive in 1982 when they made the World Series. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I'm saying you can't... And I'm speaking more at Nelson than you. You can't appreciate 2008 to the level that someone like I can, who suffered through the 80s and the early 90s of futility. Those guys played a major part in them getting to the playoffs for the first time in 26 years. They should be... They're part of the history. So absolutely I have no problem with them being in this. And it's not a Hall of Fame. The Brewers even said it <laughs> yeah. on their Twitter. To be clear, this is not the Hall of Fame. This is a walk of fame. We have a Hall of Fame. They list the players' numbers that have been retired. They're all-timers. They're the, some of the greatest players, not in Brewer history, in baseball history. So if Keston Hira, 15 years from now, is looked back as one of the five best second basemen ever play the game, he'll be in the Brewer Hall of Fame. If he has two or three more good years and that's it, Casting Hero will be on the Walk of Fame. Those are two different things. So Nelson, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's, abs- there's nothing wrong with celebrating a guy reaching a milestone or having a successful career. Is Trevor Hoffman the one that bugs you the most? I think out of the three, the one that in a Brewers jersey that was the best would be J.J. Hardy. Okay, but and is Trevor Hoffman them. is his is his induction the one that bugs you the most? Him and Weeks. I'm just going to leave the question up. Should I just do it? Do you have a problem with Trevor Hoffman being included? He was there for two years. One year was good. The other year was eh. Yeah, I mean, I what. however you do it. I mean, because again, I or just saying, do you have a problem with having a walk of fame, which in parentheses isn't a Hall of Fame? Because you could say, look, if you're that good. Then why don't they have any brewer that ever weared the, wore the uniform on this honor? Okay, Eric Gagne, what would he be included for? He was on a brew. He was a brewer. He was on the team. He wore goggles. <laughs> Trevor Hoffman had the he was a save in a Brewers uniform. No one's ever done it before. This guy's gonna yell somewhere or the other. Conrad, welcome to the Joe and Evo show. 
All right, so here's the deal. You know, this is a this is a this is a hometown team. We used to play in a stadium called County Stadium. The city rallied around their team. They always have the state of Wisconsin loved the Brewers, and now Mark Ananasio, what what he wants is he wants to reckon he owns the team. This is his team, and he loves Milwaukee, but this is his team. And so this is a good way for him, and I think you're going to notice a trend here. They're going to do this every year where they're going to honor these uh, handful, maybe as most as three, maybe one or two, depending on how it goes, who they're willing to honor. But it, it's, 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 a, it's a promotion thing for what you do for the city. The reason Weeks is there is that guy, he, he loved Milwaukee also. He loved what, what the, the people in Milwaukee were about. And and that's how you honor them. It's it's yes, it's about baseball, but it's also about who you are as a person. If you're an absolute turd on our team, <laughs> you're probably not going to get an invite. Like Gary Sheffield might not ever be on that Wall of Fame. Okay, but there's going to be other guys that are going to get honored that we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy did some stuff for the city. Let's get him back here. Trevor Hoffman sat in that booth on the weekend talking to Brian Anderson, and it was like an absolute – it was awesome. My, my dad and I are watching the game, and my dad looked at me. He's like, we're going to go look at that wall. This is awesome. I want to go see that wall. <laughs> and that's what's going on. Brewer fans love to get hyped up. When we, when we got to hear Hell's Bells and he's running out on the field during that – that was like – we were actually like, this is fun. The game didn't start for over a half hour afterwards, and we didn't have a problem with it because we love our team. So, you know what, Nelson? Sit down, brother. Sit down. Later. Ah, see you, Thank Conrad. Thank you, Conrad. Sit down. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I look there. There's a difference, and I guess to, even though I don't agree with it, to see his bizarre point, Evo, there is something called a Hall of Fame, and if you really had a worthy of having a number retired, like we talk about all the time, when he's he, he's going to be back here in a couple weeks for the entire season, I can't wait. Amon Green, he's the Packers' all-time leading rusher. Right. His number is not retired. He's not on the Ring of Honor. In Green Bay. That, to me, is ridiculous. That's a crime as far as a fan. He's the all-time leading rusher for one of the, if not the most, historic of franchises. His name should be on that ring of honor. Now, if they had, like, a secondary thing, like, well, we we didn't put you on on the wall of honor, but, you know, you're in the lobby, I, I guess I would understand it. But that's one where he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't believe that Trevor Hoffman or J.J. Hardy or Ricky Weeks had Hall of Fame careers for the Brewers. Do I think they each of them, for various reasons, are a, a key part of the Brewers' story? Yes, they hadn't made the playoffs in 26 yeah, years. Yeah, it's huge in a franchise that. And Trevor Hoffman set the all-time the mark for saves while wearing. I don't care if he played for the. I don't care if he had one save and then left. <laughs> he came in just for the six. Right, and left. then they traded him the next day. He set the all-time yeah. save record wearing a Brewer uniform. That's yeah. historical. In a sport, you should yeah. remember that in a sport that celebrates their history so much, like baseball. It should be remembered, especially wearing a Brewers uniform. The 600 save is magical for Trevor Hoffman. How cool was it when you got the news that Trevor Hoffman was coming to the Brewers and you heard Hell's Bells playing and him running out there? That was it gives it was me awesome, goosebumps, man. man. It was so cool. And uh, Weeks and Hardy were central to the 2008 playoff run. In an in organization desperate for playoff appearances, they were central to it. And by Celebrate the way, them. they don't um, – 608-321-1670. Do you have a problem with what the Brewers did over the weekend? 
just to be clear on what Connor is saying, they don't, this isn't like a yearly thing. Like they don't have to put, like last year they put in Jeff Jenkins, one guy. 2017, nobody. 2016, Joe Adcock. He was a uh, outfielder in the 50s. Uh, 2015, one guy, Teddy Higuera. 2014, nobody. 2013, Johnny Logan, a shortstop for the Milwaukee Braves in the early 50s. Then you have to go all the way back to 2007. They had six years where they didn't put anybody in. So it's not like, uh, Nelson, it's like, oh, we have it's 2019 next year, 2020 next year. We have to throw someone up on this hall of, wall of fame, even if they're not worthy. They pick and choose. They believe that these three guys were good enough to do it. It's not like it's a yearly thing. They could go five years without putting in another guy on the walk of fame. Yikes. Now, if Hank the dog's on there, then I'll have a problem. But until well, then. Well, it's part of Brewer's history, so might as well go up on the uh, but walk But until of then, honor. I won't. Why do you crap on a guy that had a 600 save for the Brewers? I'm not crapping on him. I just. He literally had one good season with the Brewers. He's there, too. It's a milestone. Um, okay, here's the. Cra- I know why. Nelson just hates Ricky Weeks, so this is what clouds his judgment over it. No, I just hate mediocrity. Well, I'm not a fan of mediocrity, and there's a lot of lot of guys here that are pretty mediocre. I well, okay, but what? Why would you would you say Trevor Hoffman had a mediocre career? In He's the Brewers uniform, yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Did he have a well, mediocre? This is the Brewers walk of. This ain't the Padres walk of fame. Did he set the record with a pot and where pitching for the Padres or for the Brewers? He set it as a Brewer, but that, he did ninety-five percent of his saves with a Padre as a Padre. So, so, so know, Hank Aaron the, the set the all-time home run. He played like one year for the Milwaukee Brewers. So then, by that, I, already, I already said that he was like forty years old when he played for the Brewers. Do you think anybody anywhere has a problem with Hank Aaron being retired as a Brewer? No, but that's different because he played with the Braves, and people will say, "Well, that was in Milwaukee." Uh, I don't have an issue with, it. I, and again, I, I, I don't think Rick. I don't think Rick. So I mean, he look, played more years in Milwaukee. So I can see where people could argue that. Well, Hoffman uh, okay. was there for two years and one sucked. Okay, Cecil, <laughs> did I know it's before your time, but you you've read enough. Was Cecil Cooper a great player for the Brewers? Yeah, obviously he's one of the right. He he's not in the, he, he's not in Cooperstown, right? No. His numbers, the number 15 is not retired on, on the outfield wall at Miller Park, right? No. Do you think that Cecil Cooper deserves some type of remembrance, honoring for what he did as a brewer? Yeah, he should be in a brewer hall of fame. Well, okay. Isn't this kind of at that, you're not, your number's not retired? Isn't this the next best thing? Don't you think Don Money, Harvey Keen, Gorman Thomas, Jim Gantner, don't, didn't they play a key role in shaping the brewers in the 70s and 80s? See now you're now you're comparing guys like Ricky Weeks and JJ Hardy to Cecil Cooper. I I think they're I'm not they're saying not they're comparable. Not, I think players. you're getting caught up in the fact that you're thinking this is a Hall of Fame. This is a Wall of Honor. This is celebrating moments of Brewers organizational history that was few and far between. Playoff runs. Who was part of that? JJ Hardy, Ricky Weeks. They put the whole team on there. Well, I know Trevor Hoffman said Ricky Weeks batted two thirty. He said MLB history wearing a Milwaukee Brewers uniform. Why wouldn't you celebrate in that, that? crucial two thousand eight season? Why Ricky Weeks batted two thirty? Why wouldn't you celebrate Trevor? Break. Why wouldn't you celebrate Trevor Hoffman setting a record in the major leagues? 
Uh, let, let, let's see. Uh, again, I maybe I don't think so. Uh, by the way, did you put the poll up? I'm trying to work on the verbiage. I don't know exactly what I want to I say. I would just here. say, do you have an issue with the Brewers putting up a walk of fame, which is not, in parentheses, a hall of fame? I mean, I, to Nelson's weird argument, it's kind of like you're not good enough to be in the hall of fame, but we still want to give you something. I I don't have a problem with it because, again, there's that era of guys, and I would disagree with him on the importance of what Ricky Weeks and J.J. Hardy and Trevor, I get the two years, but I don't care. Again, he set an all-time mark while wearing a Brewer uniform. Uh, I mean, if the Brewers acquire someone next year at the trade deadline, well, a perfect example would be Nelson, should CC Sabathia be in any type of Wall of Fame or Hall of Fame with the Brewers for the three months that he, what he accomplished in the three months he was a Brewer? Probably not. He was here for half a season. I remember it. I don't need a... I'd put CC on that See, wall. See, I would honor. definitely put him in there. He, 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 you can't tell the history of the Brewers without CC Sabathia in it. Exactly. So I, he absolutely deserves. Terry, uh, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Morning, I, there's no way I, no way I put those guys in there. You know, I don't even put Hank Aaron in there. I love Hank Aaron. He's the greatest hitter I ever saw. But no, you, you know, they, they were, um, they were not great players for the Brewers. Cecil Cooper certainly should be up there. You know, his one Gorman Thomas should be up there if he's not. But no, no, they're there. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. You know, they're not. Their numbers aren't retired, so they're not on. You know, they're not on the outfield facade, but they're on this Walk of Fame. So this is like the again. You're not. You're not Hall of Fame worthy, but you're. you're we want to do something to remember your time here. You know, if you do that, you can really go back in the Brewery history in the '70s. They had guys like Detroit Cannon and Jimmy Lynn for six weeks. You know, they had all kinds of Hall of Famers. That, um, that were on the team in the early 70s. Go back and look at their roster. Tommy Harper, maybe the greatest jeweler of them all. First guy hit 30 homers to steal 30 bases in 1970. You know, you can keep, you can keep going and going and going if you wanted to. The only two that really belong up there are Robin Yount, Paul Monner, and then maybe a few other else. Well, and thank you, Terry. And again, just to be clear, they have the 4 and 19 will never be worn again. See, I think they're there should be, retired. There should be two different ones. There should be your Hall of Fame where you're a Brewer Hall of Famer, and then obviously retired numbers are your tippy-top best guys. Wall of Honor? Get out of here. He's really bothered he by just, this. Like he might be a good topic, too, because played. he could, he could vil- vil- vilify himself to people again. Ricky Weeks yeah, underperformed his career. It's been a week. Career. He didn't know what to do with himself. It's been a week since someone was mad at Nelson. So, ah, but man, look, there you just got one on your side, Nelson. Maybe Who knows? Well, Terry's po- a Cubs fan, and also on Facebook, Nelson was liking a comment from another Cubs fan. He's well, aligning Tila- himself with the Cubs. T. Lenoy here on Twitch says, I could care less about Hoffman and Hardy, but Ricky Weeks was consistently awful, and I don't want to celebrate him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like the, it's like Ricky Weeks is like the Brewers version of uh, A.J. Hawk. Like, high draft pick, ton of expectation. Oh, that's a diss to A.J. Hawk. I don't think he was I, I don't think he was as bad as you think. I think you, for the expectations of what you wanted him to be, I guess, didn't live up to the expectations. A.J. Hawk solid led the team in tackles player. multiple years. Ricky Weeks probably led the team in strikeouts. By the way, uh, I, I do want to get back to the party thing, but Nelson, on the Walk of Fame, I have one thing to say to you as far as you having a problem with Ricky Weeks, J.J. Hardy, and Trevor Hoffman getting into the Brewer Walk of Fame over the weekend. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. (laughs)
We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. That's it, Nelson. I mean, Brewer did you hear that? Spent code, a life defending honor. Yeah. You need you need them on that wall, Nelson. Yeah, you, Nelson. You know who's on that wall of honor? A few good men. Yeah. Deep down in places you don't want to talk <laughs> about at parties, if Nelson. You're inviting JJ Hardy, Ricky Weeks, and uh, Trevor Hoffman to your wall of honor. You have more than just a few good men. Did, weren't you just saying last week that you were a big JJ Hardy fan? Yeah, but he didn't and have. You, a, and then you started the crap all over Ricky Weeks. He didn't have enough years played for the Brewers to be like a Brewer Hall of Famer. Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Wall of Honor, Hall of Fame, it's all just a bunch of garbage. So now the Hall of Fame is garbage too. Well, yeah, because you let it means less when you let up every <laughs> bum that played for him on a Wall of Honor. What does that have to do, do with you the know, Hall Not of only fame? Nelson was he an all-star, you know he was the starter in the 2011 All-Star game at second base. And you know what was sad? I could tell you how to strike him out every single time. Do you know that in 2003? <laughs> he'd watch the first pitch right down the pipe. You throw him two sliders down and away. He fans at both. Uh, he walks his ass back to the I did dugout. open up Pandora's box. I uh, Nelson, he was the... Go he, watch how he struck out in the All-Star game. Do you know what the... Uh, the that's exactly how it is. You've heard of the Heisman game. Trophy, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. That's the best player in college football. Do you know that there's something called the Golden Spikes? That's college baseball's equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. Yep. You know Ricky Weeks won the Golden Spikes Award in 2003? And like many other best, Heisman winners, didn't amount to Jack. Best college baseball player in America. That doesn't mean anything. Of course it does. What are you? Great. What? He was okay. great in college. You know who else was pretty good in college? Ryan Braun. He actually yes. played pretty well, though, in the pros. How about this? Say. How about that stretch of three three straight years of first round? They went weeks 03, fielder 04, Braun 05. Are those the three greatest first round draft picks in history? Oh, Dougie Melvin. That guy should be on. Is Doug Melvin on the Walk of Fame? Okay, I'm Nelson. sure he hey, is. Nelson. Everyone else is. Here you go. You can lose your mind over this. Uh, players are asked to be a part of the Wall of Honor shortly after they retire. Among those eligible next year are Carlos Gomez. Oh, go, my go. God. Yeah, go, go. John Axford. Axeman cometh. And Francisco Rodriguez. K-Rod. K-Rod. Yeah, they should all be on there. Yeah. So should Eric Gagne. He was a closer for the Brewers. You only brought that name up because I said it last segment. Yeah, because he sucks. So he's not going to be. David Risky should be up there then too. Should Seth? Might as well call Dave Bush. Let's get Jeff Supon. He played long enough. What about Seth McClung? Might as well. Yeah, that was a good interview. He's on the Joan Ebo wall honor. Uh, Speaking of great interviews, Tyler Isham, Mallard GM. He's a great interview. He's going to join us. I cannot wait for tonight, tomorrow, and hopefully Wednesday with playoff baseball. Um, all right. Well, we have a. Couple it is pretty of- crazy though if you look at some of these Golden Spike Award winners. Most of them turned out to be pretty good big league players. Ricky Weeks still garbage. Why do you hate your own teams? I don't hate my own teams. Ricky Weeks was just terrible. He's the epitome of a ceiling, Nelson. But he played well, in a basement. Nelson, do you think Nelson hates Wisconsin sports? Yay he hit 161 career home runs, Nelson, for the Brewers. Did you know that? He struggled to hit them more than he weighed most years. He hit a you can can you take dude can, weighed like two thirty. What does that have to do with anything? No, he hit below that. Joey Meyer weighed like three eighty. Prince uh, Fielder, I don't think they they don't even have skills that go up that high. <laughs> What's that matter? What does this weight have to do with anything? Oh, re- Aren't you technically obese on the BMI? Yeah, 
What is this? Are you? Are you? I just can't get my head around guy? this Ricky Weeks love. I just can't do it. That's like me saying Brad Pitt's too good looking. You know, us good looking guys got to stick together. I I would think you overweight people would want to. You know, I think you're stick closer together. to John Lennon. Both are dreamers. <laughs> uh, Ricky Weeks, by the way. Oh, Nelson, come on. Here, here's the end of it. Then I'm ending this nonsense because I don't want to. I open Pandora's box. I apologize. All right. Well, then we're then I, you're opening then we're it. Done. I'm closing, we're closing it. it. Ricky Weeks is 11th in the history of the franchise in home runs. I think if you're in the top 10 to 20 in home runs, I don't I like care how if you're dad 20. Okay, what are you going to do? 11. What are you going to do when Ryan Braun gets put on the wall of honor? He had a better career than Ricky Weeks. I'm not I'm not saying Ryan Braun should not be on this wall of honor. Ricky Weeks is not a great player. <laughs> well, I, he was I, average at best on a bad Brewers team. Well, th- that's a whole different Imagine being this upset about a wall of honor. Think we can all agree, Nelson? As bad as JJ Hardy's say, a better player than Ricky Weeks. Nobody after Ryan Joseph Braun's ever going to wear the number eight for Milwaukee again. That is going up on the left field wall. I don't care. You can have fifty walks of fames. I mean, he probably Ain't nobody's will. wearing eight ever again. He probably will, but uh, it also will probably have an asterisk in the corner. <laughs> yeah, for like he should have won two MVPs. I agree, Nelson. There should be an asterisk for that. Thank you for joining my team on that. Uh, you can join the team of, here. You can join the team of all your fellow midgets. Nelson, next Friday, Newt's Bar and Guerrero. It's micro wrestling at its best. The Micro Wrestling Federation. We were there last year. It's incredible. They have this huge tank. They have a ring. It was a lot of fun. I was blown away at all. I was very, very skeptic uh, when I got on that party bus, but we had a blast. You will too. I got a pair of tickets right now. You and a guest. Micro wrestling. Yeah. Next Friday, Newt's Bar and Grill in Orfordville. We'll take caller 4, 608-321-1670. Caller 4, 608-321-1670. You and a guest, Micro Wrestling at its finest next week. Uh, Joe, if you had a guess, how many seasons do you think Ricky Weeks played more than 75% of the season? Four? Two. Hey. Wall Trevor Hoffman baby. was only in Green Bay. That's called a Wall Milwaukee of Honor career yeah, right there. that's a career right that's there. That's a Wall of Honor career. Madison Mallard, Tyler Aisha. Morning, Tyler. Morning. How right, are I'm you guys? Sure you, I'm, I'm great. It's a big day. I can't, well, I want to talk tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Tonight's going to be awesome. Uh, you can tune in here at, at, at the Zone Madison or at MadCitySportsZone.com. But you heard the discussion on the Walk of Fame at the Brewers. Uh, Nelson all butthurt over <laughs> uh, these players that got in. Uh, as a, you know, a guy who makes your living off the sport of baseball, I assume you have a, uh, an, a an opinion on this? My opinion is, is if you don't play, you don't really get an opinion. The guys that are in the Wall of Fame, if they're upset about it, they can be. But uh, as fans, we should just appreciate for what they did when they were here. Right. And right? When, can we're we start? celebrate your organization. Yeah. I'll find a sponsor for it. And not a Mallards Hall of Fame. Can we have a Mallards like Walk of Fame where there's contributors? So like Ebo and I would be eligible and like you have that great fan so can we have like a Mallard's Walk of Fame and somebody I could apply for it, and then yeah, Nelson sure. would never have a chance. You guys kind of have that. that on Let's the, do it. We we we, the... we have we do have a Wall of Fame that's yeah. uh, a lot of like Madison baseball legends. Right, um, that's and, like the baseball really Hall of Fame for the Mallards. Like I just that. want a yeah. Mallard specific yeah. Walk of Fame. Sure, yeah. Let's right. do it. We'll uh, we'll talk in the office. Get the Joe Nebo show on. Yeah, I'm gonna chant. We'll be the inaugural class. The Walk of Fame down. If you guys win a Northwoods League title, there'll be a lot of Hall of Famers, and it starts tonight. The playoffs are here. Boy, like summer just flies, and I had so much fun doing those games. But now it's like, all right, business is picking up. So explain yeah. the process. We were talking a little about during the break. 
you know, the playoffs start tonight, how this thing works, what needs to happen for a, a league championship here for the Mallards. Yeah, so we start tonight in Wisconsin Rapids. It's a best-of-three series against the Rafters, uh, so we'll play tonight. And then we host them tomorrow night, 635 first pitch. Um, and then Wednesday we'll be back in Rapids if necessary, uh, if we need that third game. Uh, and then we'll play a single elimination best-of-one series against the other half of our division winner um, on Thursday. And then we'll play for the league championship uh, on Friday against the winner of the uh, the other division. And that happens quick. Yeah. So how we many don't year- around. How many yeah. years in a row the Mallards been in the playoffs now? I think uh, every year since we've had them on the zone. This is here. yeah. This is three. I think. I think the year before we missed. Yeah. Um, but you know, Donnie Scott. This is his seventh year. We've made it five out of his seven years. Um, and uh, yeah, our last is. league title was in 2013. So we're. Kind of itching, ready to, Hell ready to yeah. get after it. Uh, visiting with Mallers general manager Tyler Ash. And by the way, we're going to have some tickets to give away for tomorrow night. So I'm look. I would assume then Tyler, once we win tonight and tomorrow, so we get into the next round. I would assume the the, the finals of the conference and then the overall are, are based on you know record. So yeah. are we rooting then? So am I rooting hard for like the the Kenosha Kingfish? So it's uh, tonight because we don't want to go to Traverse City, right? We the need gra- the, yeah, the growler or the you know, growlers. Zoo growlers, yeah. The, so we need going, to be going big to Traverse fans going to tra- Yeah, going to Traverse City would be uh, a tough bus ride. It's seven and a half hours, Oof. but uh, so yeah. I mean, ca- 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 if if we play Kalamazoo, uh, we'd host on Thursday, uh, and then we would host uh, on Friday if it was any team other than St. Cloud. So if St. Cloud gets out uh, of the other half. Uh, and and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Right. We got a good we got three, three, three game case, series you know. here, but uh, you know St. Cloud would be the only team that we'd have to go travel to. Okay, so, so yeah. win tonight, win tomorrow, take care of round one, get yep. a little help in the conference finals, and then it looks like we'd have a pretty good shot of having a elite. How cool game. would that be, by the way? To, home I mean, game Friday night. And it's a one Mallard, and that would we've be, never won a championship one, at home. Right? Uh, one wow, game. one game. Yep, winner, winner take, takes winner all. Take all. <laughs> one game. Yeah, it's crazy. The format. We definitely be doing the show. We'll be there tomorrow, but I, dude, I won't. Leave. I'll, I'll start partying Thursday night, Let's Tyler. It. If it's yeah. a championship I'm game in. on come, Friday, come Thursday night. We'll party there. Thirsty and, Thursday, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's awesome, in my man. basement. So yeah. So tomorrow we do have a ticket special. Uh, so we've got the Wisconsin special for fifteen dollars. It's a ticket. Order a cheese curds, a brat, a beer, uh, mm. and a Mallard's hat for fifteen bucks. What? Um, yep. Uh, use the pro- use the promo code Wisco Special when you check out uh, to get the that that those tickets. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we pack the house, man. Pack the pond, pack the pond. Uh, hashtag pack the pond. Love that. Um, get people to the ballpark uh, tomorrow night. Hey, I gotta ask you, you guys had how big was that cheese curd you had in your auction? <laughs> it was 20 pounds, 20 pounds, yeah, it was a 20 pounds. So, someone got that cheese curd, <laughs> they right? did, yeah. It was, yeah, it's, how'd a, that go? it sold yeah. for over $200. Damn, yeah, 20 pound cheese yeah, curd, yeah. Um, and we, we donated all that money, uh, to uh. Uh, Wisconsin Ag in the Classroom, That's cool. uh, a group that kind of helps, you helps wanna, uh, high schoolers. Did a party you just want to kind of take a bite of it? <laughs> no, it, no, it was kind of gross how big it was. Uh, it was huge. It, yeah, it was massive. It's like bigger than a volleyball. Yeah, yeah, it was massive, um, but it was super fun. Yeah, All right, I, so I want to do a follow-up on that one. That, that, I mean, Ebo saw that. I was like, he showed me the picture. I was just like, yeah. I think we found our next Joe and Ebo night for the 2020 season. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we were talking during the break. Give, give me the let's talk some baseball then. Give me the breakdown on the series, Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, you know, it's game one up there tonight. Uh, game two, obviously, at our place tomorrow. And then, yeah. you know, hopefully, there isn't a game three. If there is, it'd be back in uh, in Rapids. So, what's the what's the matchup? Do we like the uh, the matchup here to to a, have a good chance of advancing? Yeah, we do. I mean, I, we, I think we were six and eight against them in the regular season. So we we played 
every game we played against them all year was tight, and uh, and that's we've got a history with with Rapids that that we kind of play tight games. They always play the Mallards really tough. You know, they're one of the teams that our ownership group owns as well, um, which is fun that we've got the, you know the two teams out of our division in the playoffs. Got like um, a front office rivalry. For, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> we haven't put a bet down yet, but I might see that coming later today. We know who started uh, it all. There wouldn't but, it be Wisconsin yeah, Rapids exactly. without a Madison Mallards. Yep, Come on, it, man. Yep, exactly. We're kind of big brother here, so. Uh, you know, the, the good thing is the last, you know, we, we were in the playoffs already, uh, and Rapids had to win last night to get in. They ended up getting in by just a half game. And, uh, so our bullpens rested. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of ready to go. Um, you know, the, the last two days, uh, we were able to kind of get, get kind of our, our late relievers some rest and Rapids was stressed yesterday. They had, uh, they won seven to six. They threw all their best bullpen arms. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's baseball. Anything can happen. Um, you know, we, we feel really good about uh, the club that's going to be going out there tonight, led by uh, newly named Northwoods League uh, MVP, Justice Big. Dude, that guy is uh, so good. Love me yep, some justice. So he is the led truth. the league. Led the league in home runs and RBIs. Uh, Seventy RBIs, I wow. think, is his total. Um, which yeah, was I don't think out of the games I announced, like, I don't think there was ever a game that wasn't either a home run or a run batted yeah. in. When yeah, we it did was a, crazy. When we did Joe and Ebo night, what was that, last Monday, Miller? Yeah, week ago. Yeah. Trevor Bigby came up, I'm like, everyone watch this guy, he's the truth. And he, right as I said that, dunk, he cracks one. Yeah. I think he got a double right there. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so, you know, he, he's kind of our offensive centerpiece, but we're, we're deep, um, you know, one through nine. Uh, we'll, we'll be ready to go. So it'll be a, it'll be a good matchup. I, I expect, you know, I I won't say I expect it to go three games, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And I expect them to all be game close, one's all, the all key, close. Tyler. Yeah, I told game you one that. Is the Steel key. Tonight, game one on the road. No way yeah. we're losing at home yeah. tomorrow. Tonight tonight is, is the key. Uh, you know, get off to a good start tonight. And uh, you got any good luck like Mallard's gear you wear or anything? Any yeah, what are, baseball's got to be the most superstitious of sports, yeah, right? What, so what I'm wearing is. Uh, Get the Twitch camera on that. It's on it. I've got my 2013 championship shirt on, which has multiple holes in it. And uh, and, and paint and paint marks, but that's what we won. Yeah, I put that on right after we won the championship that night in 2013. So we're gonna Hell start yeah. a run with this one. Again. Well, like I told you during the break, we are we are pulling out all the stops for a championship. You know, I told you that our girl Cassidy was smart. She she made the call to the bullpen, so to yep. speak, to bring in the uh, the primetime PA announcer. So yep. I'll be there on the call tomorrow night. We're, the, I'm gonna do everything in my power. To make sure we win this game tomorrow. Yeah, That's the, within the rules. The Andrus Manufacturing call to the go pen. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You know your brand. The official oh, seal yeah. of the Madison Manufacturing. <laughs> Uh-oh, someone better call. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, before we wrap this thing up, because, again, well, we're not going to wrap it up. We're going to be talking hopefully a lot this week. Give us the you know the regular season recap. I mean, obviously, crowd. I mean, I think I did a half, about a dozen games this summer. The crowds are obviously great. Yeah. Joe and Ebo night was great. I mean, it had you, you have to be pleased with how the summer went, regardless of what happens here in the next couple of days. Yeah, it was a great year. Uh, you know, we averaged over 6,000 fans a night again. Um, Crazy. 40-plus wins on the field, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, really, we're hoping to close it out with a title, but... Um, we can't thank our fans enough for kind of continuing to come out and, well, and support us all season yeah. long. The experience we, is we awesome. We know, man. I mean, 36 games and uh, 36 home games in 76 days uh, is a lot of games at the ballpark. And so, to our season ticket holders and our and our sponsors, uh, our five game club holders, all of you, thank you so much for continuing to support the team and uh, give us one more week here of your summer um, uh, to help us kind of close this thing out.
Well, we'll uh, we'll Hell be yeah. there bright and early. It's we got to stand. I mean, we can't mess with tradition. That's right. We'll That's uh, right. we'll be there tomorrow. Should we give away some tickets? Yeah, we give away some tickets. It. All right. Let's do it. Wisconsin, according to the Princeton Review, that's the new measuring stick for for party schools. Again, growing up in the 80s and 90s when Wisconsin was winning everything, it was a playboy. Uh, that that mantle's now been taken by the Princeton Review. Nerds. Uh, they go, well, they, yeah, they Nerds. do a deep dive. 62 different categories to determine best party school. Syracuse University wins it. Uh, Wisconsin comes in 13th overall, which you'd say, okay, you know, you can't win every year. It's still top 20. But here's the thing where I'm confused. They are number one for beer drinking. How can you be the, the third? How can Syracuse be the best party school in Wisconsin 13, but we drink more beer? And again, understanding that there is more to a college life they got better drugs. than beer. Well, clearly they must have way better drugs in Syracuse. I just, I still think college for the most part is a beer culture. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe totally. Maybe the beer a, culture is less. Maybe it's just here in Wisconsin. Um Maybe there's more to college partying now than beer. I didn't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, all right. Uh, also on the wall of honor, still think this is hilarious, but uh, I there are some people, uh, Ebo, that think that the Brewers have overdone it. Again, this is not a Hall of Fame. They do have a Hall of Fame for the very special. This is just for people that some of them had good careers. Some of them had good seasons. Some of them had good events. Um I think if you had a special memorable moment from the Milwaukee Brewers and you had a you know a decent career, albeit if a majority of it was somewhere else and you came in over to Milwaukee and, I don't know, got your 600th save, the first to ever do it in major leagues, you should be honored, you should be celebrated for Milwaukee Brewer folklore. Bill Hall should be in there with a pink bat. Trevor Hoffman should be in there with Hell's Bells playing. Yep. Ricky Weeks should be in there with a quote saying he's not going to change position. And you should have J.J. Hardy in there because of his good looks. How about that? I, I like it. Take that, Nels. <laughs> You just said Ricky Weeks should be in there for not wanting to change position. It was called a joke. Yeah, because he's a turd. You can't usually take jokes lately. Because he's a turd. Both of you guys need to take jokes a little easier. This week, let's take jokes easier this week, okay? What do you say? Don't include me. The only thing that's a freaking joke is their wall of honor. Been a little too much butt hurtness around here lately. It's time to shape up, boys. Me included. Let's go. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say, look at yourself before you criticize. I just said, others. me included. All Let's right. go. Got you. Did you not hear it, butt hurt boy? Yeah. Let's go. Uh, well, I'm, I'm moving on. Speaking of butt hurt, I'm, I'm done with Nelson. Stu- butt hurt, Gary. Um, God, I'm not. I'm not. Kidding. He gets more airtime than any third chair ever has in the history of radio. Well, you can anyway. show his mic. Uh, no, I want to get to this because I love golf and I I experienced this on both sides on Saturday and I can tell you at least for me. It makes a difference. And now it has got to the PGA Tour. And good for the PGA Tour because some, you know, we get so caught up in the rules. Remember, like, you know, was it when the PGA Championship was at Whistling Straits and some idiot sitting on their couch called in and said Dustin Johnson grounded his club in the bunker, which resulted in a penalty. He ended up losing the PGA Championship in a playoff yeah. because we get so caught up in the rules. And a few years ago at the Masters with Tiger where he didn't put it exactly in the spot where he should have in the water. And like, look, I get golf's a game of, you know, it's it's keeping score and it's keeping score of the other person and it's following the rules and did the ball go out of bounds? Is it behind the tree? Do you put it behind the, the tee box? What I get it. I think sometimes we get lost in it. And what made me happy was, because look, when we are out, like you and I are playing in a, an outing on Wednesday, and I'm playing in one on Thursday. Not the most serious of golf, right? I mean, no. some some of them there are. Um, you know, some of the outings where we play in, what I play in, are people are, you know, they're prizes and there's money and people are trying to win. Most of them, 
it's a it's to raise money for a cause. It's to have a few pops and hang out. It's not the most serious of golf, right? Exactly. Obviously, the PGA Tour, they're uh, they're at a serious level. They're 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 trying to. This is their profession. They're making tens of millions of dollars. Well, this has come up before, but it it came to a head this weekend. So they're the PGA Tour is in the playoffs now. They're in the uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs where they started this about. 10 years ago where after the majors are done, you know, the top golfers and they, they whittle the field down. Like last week it was the top 120. this week. It'll be top 70. And then next week it'll be the top 30. And then whoever wins that, you know, wins the FedEx cup. Mm -hmm. So this was the first leg of the playoffs for the top 120 golfers. And a couple of players, specifically Bryson DeChambeau have been accused of being super slow. Oh, it's the worst. And this is what I was talking about with outings where sometimes you can't, you can't, you can't, help it right if you're at a packed golf course with Ugh. bad golfers you can't help it it's just gonna you gotta sign you know it's gonna go slow it's the worst at a scramble right but sometimes people are idiots and you know instead of getting a drink after the hole they get a drink in the middle of the fairway uh. so you can't tee off they're sitting there drinking or when they finish the hole they their, their golf carts parked by the green and instead of waiting to put their clubs away after they get off the green or put their score down. They do it right there. So instead of you hitting your second shot, you have to wait. So there is a lot of waiting at times. Well, apparently the waiting has gotten to the point where PGA players, and there's others, Sergio Garcia has been accused of it in the past, some other guys, but apparently DeChambeau, he's taking it to another level. Like he's he's like the science guy. He's like trying to work in like all these like, you know, different geometric, you know, moves and ways to hit the ball and line up the ball. And he's, he's a real tedious golfer. To Just put hit it lightly. It. Exactly. And that's like, I never thought I'd see this Brooks Kepka. Um, you had, uh, I'm looking at the list of players who either on Twitter or to the media, he was taking an average of two minutes between shots, yeah, dude. And these like, Okay, you're at a weekend scramble or weekend warrior golfing with your buddies. None of us, people always ask me, like, are you a good golfer? And I'm like, that's a relative term. Like, am I better than, you know, like most weekend warrior golfers? Yes. Am I good enough to, like, play competitively? No. So it's like a moving target. Are you good at golf? These guys, that's not a moving target, yeah, right? They're good they're at golf. They're the best on the planet. They're good. And now you have, like, I always thought of golf being this stuff. Like, I love the game, but the, the the rules of it, the unwritten rules get kind of annoying, right? Kind of like, grow up. It's 2019. I mean, yeah, no kidding. You, you wear a soccer jersey and some cutoff jean shorts, so golf course people give you a weird look. Exactly. Like, know. it's stupid. Some of the rules, <laughs> it's it's stupid. Are you surprised, Ebo and Nelson, both of you guys play enough golf, that now the pros, Brooks Kepka, Ian Poulter, I'm looking at this list. There's a half dozen well, this, guys that, this, that are basically saying DeChambeau is an idiot. Yeah. Pick up the place of play. This DeChambeau dude, he took two minutes and 20 seconds to hit an eight-foot putt. Exactly. Dude, a putt. England's uh, Eddie was Pepperell. Pepperell. This he, guy is the he best. Labeled, he labeled DeChambeau, quote, a single-minded twit. <laughs> That's very polite what I would have called him if I was on the golf course. Right. So, again, none of us are great at golf. We play enough, the three of us, between our outings and charity we do in the summer to be around it. I'll start with you, Nelson, because you, you had a pretty good round at Sauna. Like, I had one of my better rounds of the season on Saturday. If you are with either someone in your foursome or you're backing up and you see the group in front of you and you see someone like Bryson DeChambeau 
some idiot who's lining up a putt for two and a half minutes before making the putt. Uh, what are you doing? Well, that kind of happened to me when I went on Saturday because I got behind two threesomes where it was like, dude, and they were taking like two to three practice swings every time. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> oh, let's go. It took them. It, I didn't get past them until the third hole. Oh, you just and they teed they teed off, literally two minutes right before I got there. There's nothing worse than the like, at an outing we were at Miller. There was these and people, they weren't good. They kept putting like they they would like literally take th- it was a group of four and each of them putted three times. What in the what in the f are you doing? I wanted to strangle them, strangle right. them. Well, and that's the other. So there's two different things. By the way, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. I love. To hear you on your golf etiquette stories, good or bad, because this one, I mean, the fact that now you have Brooks Kepka's by far and away the best golfer in the world right now. And he he's basically telling Bryce, he said, apparently, and Kepka's a big, imposing figure, right? He's a, he looks like he can play like tight in the NFL, right? Yeah. He's a big guy. Apparently, Kepka walked up to DeChambeau after the round on the putting green. He was like, yo, you need to get your, you know what, together. Well, their limit is 40 seconds. This dude took two minutes and 20 seconds. Oh. It's, well, it's ridiculous. I want to hear from you if you've been on the course and experienced this one way or the other. What were you going to say, Nelson? I'm playing one of two different ways after if I'm behind a guy like this. I'm either getting mad or I'm getting drunk. Well, and that's but well, that's, for you, it goes hand in hand. You get drunk, then you get extra mad. Okay, so perfect example. Because well, I'm either going to start drinking a lot of beer or I'm going to start yelling at But him. it's BS in happening. the sense of this. So on Saturday... Uh, my man Slots and I were out playing uh, a golf. I won't name the cars because I don't know if they want to be associated with slow or fast or whatever play. That's everywhere. Um, it's an epidemic. But on the front nine, we had a foursome in front of us. And here it makes it even worse, Nelson. You're like this. It was actually a fivesome. It was, th- but it was Oof. three guys playing and two wives driving the carts who weren't playing. But every time the drink cart showed up. Or every time there was a bad shot, guess who would jump out of the cart and run and get the ball or run and get drinks to be the wives? So the front nine took a painfully long time. And I'm like, this this is – and I I didn't play that well. We took them over at the turn and hopped them on the next tee box because they were going 18. I shot – I kid you not – seven strokes better on the back nine. Now – did I get loosened up? Yup. Did I maybe have a few pops? Do I play better when I got a few adult beverages? You in me? know. Yep. But was the main reason why I played better on the back nine? Because I we played ready golf. We he, we looked at each ready other. Ready golf. We played the back nine in under two hours, and we both shot lights out. I have to think, yes, there was certainly some that I got loosened up. There was certainly some that I got a little buzzed. But the biggest reason why I was seven shots better on the back nine yes. is because I wasn't waiting 20 minutes for every flow. shot. You get in the flow of things. You get in the rhythm. God, some people just bug me. So when I saw this story, the, you know, this is the PGA Tour now dealing with it. And they're basically calling time on these people. It's an unbelievable. If you haven't read what's going on. At, at, they should. With Bryson Dishon with some of these players. Um, I want to hear your stories. 